All right, everybody, just one more quick little read through before we get you to the episode. Um, So this podcast and all the other episodes are brought to you by Snake River Brewing. Uh, They are my favorite brewery here in town. Um, Great place to hang out at their brew pub. They have a good little patio area, great food all the time. Um, Sadly, the brew pub is closed right now due to the coronavirus situation, but they're still doing to-go orders. And you can still get their six-packs and growlers at the brew pub or uh, anywhere else that you would buy beer or liquor. Um, so go check them out. They're, they've been a, an amazing partner in this process and my favorite beer here in town because we have a lot of great breweries and they're definitely the best. So yeah, go check them out. Two stories from a mountain town. Uh, today with me, um, a pretty big guest today, <laughs> Meg the Egg on Instagram. I don't actually know your last name, Meg. What's it's your last Murtaugh. name? It's Megan Murtaugh. Megan Murtaugh. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, Meg is, well, I guess you, I'll just let you talk about yourself. Um, what do you do around here in Jackson? Um, I'm kind of interested to see what how you would describe me because we're just meeting for the first time. You yeah. reached out to me on Instagram. Um, yeah, I guess like, what's your perception? Um, I would certainly call you a Jackson social media influencer. Okay. Um, slash, uh, real estate broker. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where you level those things. Cause everybody here, you audience, you've heard me say this. Everybody in Jackson has a side gig, mm-hmm. no matter what you do or how much money you make in your main gig, you have a side gig. Um, so yeah, which one is your side gig? Um, I think a lot of people have this idea um, because of my Instagram that that's like my main thing, but that yeah. is like so my side thing. Yeah. So um, it's kind of, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't post a lot of um, content on there about, and I'm starting to do more about real estate and like what I do mm-hmm. uh, for like actual work and like how I make money, but that it's really just like a fun hobby. Yeah. For the people when you see a big number of followers like mm-hmm. you have, like I think I looked today, it was like 21,000. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Uh, people see that and think like, oh, you're making millions of dollars or whatever. You mm-hmm. can just do whatever you want and take pictures mm-hmm. about, of hats and the outfit yeah. you wore today. People have asked me, they're like, do you just have a photographer follow you around? And I'm yeah. like, no, far, yeah. fr- far from it. <laughs> yeah, you might get, like even with the following I have, I've gotten like a handful of just items for free, mm-hmm. but that's, that's probably more what you get and or just like... yeah. Like here, we'll give you like a little bit of money and um, a hat and can you post about mm-hmm. us or like put us on your website or something? Yeah. It's probably a lot more of that, right? Yeah, it's definitely, um, when I first started out, I started a blog just kind of for fun um, because when I moved to Jackson, I moved here in 2008 and um, I was doing real estate and um, I'm from Ohio originally and I would go back home and people, my family and friends back home would be like, where do you live? Like Montana, like Wisconsin, like no one knew where Wyoming was. And they're like, so what do you do there? And I was just like, whoa. So I started, um, you know, just like taking pictures. I started reading other blogs and I was like, oh, this is kind of like a diary online. Um, mm-hmm. and 
I would just, you know, kind of like go on adventures and take pictures and write about it. And it just kind of like, that was before like the blogging world was like a business world. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And, um, now it's very much, um, it's definitely like a side gig kind of hobby, which, you know, I do make money from, but that is like, yeah. When I get up in the morning, that's not like my focus. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a fun thing that I happen to make money from. And that, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's exactly what my marketing mm -hmm. company thing is right now. Mm -hmm. Cause like I do, um, one of our main client here is the links at Teton Peaks, the golf course over in Driggs. And like they allow dogs. So I get to go over there, take pictures and videos and fly my drone mm -hmm. with my dogs around and golf. Yeah, so it's just like, it, I get like, like I get, we make a little bit of money, but it's not yeah. anything crazy, but it's just like, so much fun just doing yeah. it. I would probably do it for free. Brent, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Brent, don't listen to this episode. But yeah, that's awesome. And I get I got the um I get that same thing where people are like, "Where do you live? Colorado?" cuz I see you in the mountains. Yeah. Like I'll talk to people on work at work that I haven't seen and they're like, "How's Montana? How's Colorado?" Yeah. It's like, "No, this is this is different." Yeah, I went home for uh, my grandma passed away a couple years ago and we we're at the funeral and you know, it's like extended extended family and like I think out of like a hundred people whose hands I shook, like one person knew that I was in Wyoming. It was like every other state around Wyoming. But um, I do think it's interesting that I, you know, I moved here in 2008 and like until like really like five years ago, people still didn't know outside of here um, and outside of the Rocky Mountains. Like when I would go home or if I was traveling, people were like, where's Jackson Hole? Like, oh, that's Florida. And I was like, no, that's Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, and now it's just like everyone's like. I know someone who lives in Jackson Hole. <laughs> you know, it's like really put it, it's, it's become like a place, which I think is great. Yeah. And it's not, it's still, I mean, it's still probably, it's still mainstream. Like we have, it's extremely popular right now, but it's like kind of like uh, on the wings of mainstream where if you're, if someone's thinking about going on a ski trip or something they're they're going to like Vail or Breckenridge mm -hmm. or they're going to uh, like Park City or, or Tahoe. And then it's only like the people that know about Jackson previously or are really gnarly skiers that think about this as their vacation yeah, spot. Yeah, and even in the summer, I mean, it's still hard to get here. You yeah. Know, it's like a far drive. We don't have any big cities around us. Um, so um, I think that we'll kind of always have that. Yeah, just because it's so yeah, isolated. I don't think it's going to be like a veil. I hope not, but yeah. <laughs> no offense, veil. Those, those videos, <laughs> did you see those videos from yeah, like Barstool of their crazy. lines? Yeah, yeah. And I our know. lines were bad that day too. And that was, we had nothing compared I know. to that. So I lived in Colorado before I moved to Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And like when people complain about the lines here, I'm just like, you have like absolutely no idea. Like yeah. how we are so lucky even when it's a powder day and you have to wait in line. It's nothing compared to Colorado. Yeah. Is some of those lines, are those like, I've only been to Vail in the summer. I've never skied there. Are those like lifts where you like have to take this one to get back to the base or something? It's the, or it's the only thing off the base. Cause I've, I there's think multiple there's just, lifts there's in the one. so many people. Oh, okay. They're just all coming from Denver that one day. Yeah. I mean, it's like right off the highway. It's on the highway. Yeah. Um, and people, you know, just pop up there. I think they don't need to stay there. They can just go for the day. Mm -hmm. At least that was kind of our, I mean, I went to the University of Colorado and that we would base our classes around skiing. We would, you know, go skiing yeah. and then come back for classes. Yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. Uh, sorry, I blanked out for a second. I need to go. <laughs> I'm going to put you on a tangent and I'm going to stop the dryer because okay. the dryer is running right now and I can't hear anything else. But, um, oh my God, I love it. tell us about, um, like your first time to Jackson was a vacation. What did you think of it? Like, what'd you think of just the whole thing? 
Um, yeah. Back. So my uh, first time to Jackson um, was actually when I was living in Colorado. Um, I was, went to the University of Colorado in Boulder. And my friends and I came up to visit some friends um, to go skiing for the weekend. And it was like a complete whiteout. So I don't even really remember Jackson because it was like snowing so bad the whole time. And all I remember is um, is we went skiing at the resort and I had, I didn't learn to ski until I moved to Colorado. So I didn't grow up skiing and I wasn't that good. And I was just trying to keep up with my friends because I couldn't see them. It was like a whiteout. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember I got back to Colorado and we skied the next weekend and I was like such a better skier because mm-hmm. I didn't realize how steep it was. And I was just trying to like stay with my friends and not die. But I remember being exhausted. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a, such a big, um, a big reason that I think every skier should come here at least once. Mm-hmm. Like if you can ski one full tram lap here at Jackson Hole, you can ski anything anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it, it it's all it's inbounds, pretty, yeah. but that whole, that, that amount of vertical and just having to do basically rendezvous bowl. So you can get down rendezvous bowl. You can ski anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty steep. Yeah. And it's, and it definitely it just, will make you a better skier if you're yeah. there for two days. That's why I tell everyone they come and they're, you know, if they're too scared to ride the tram, I'm like, just go slow and you will trust me. Like you will, you will get better. Yeah. Even doing like, even like the stuff around Casper. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. There's a lot of tough areas, you know, mm-hmm. besides the bowl. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I've been really big on this idea lately that I really like when it's super windy up there and just crazy stormy because it reminds people what you're actually on top of Mm -hmm. you know we have the luxury of riding this nice red box up four thousand feet vertical to a cabin that serves you waffles but people i think need a reminder like what kind of terrain you're actually on top of like rocky mountains yeah it's ten thousand four that's how i feel anytime i go in the park like in the summer or the winter i'm just like we are in like this is this is real and people need to remember that yeah like you can have fun and do whatever you want to do but just like it's not you know your normal walk in the park <laughs> yeah yeah the net a grizzly could be walking yeah, the same trail or as you like cliffs and you know yeah. it's, you know and with weather i've gotten stuck in the park with you know bad thunderstorms and yeah so it's a real real place yes and the the yellowstone we're having such an issue where people um We'll go there and like think the animals are like not wild. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's always been really bizarre to me. And I honestly don't go to Yellowstone in the summer because mm-hmm. the tourists like it. It makes me so anxious to see people yeah. being idiots. Yeah, and um, I don't know why. It seems to recently it seemed that it's um, like Chinese tourists. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if like they would. I wonder if they have like safari areas in China where they. The animals are okay with humans, so that's what I they think don't know it is. About that. I don't know. I don't. It ju- I just noticed a trend, and I'm like, that's kind of weird that it's they're like yeah. putting their kids next to buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like people, people. Those are real buffalo. I know. Or bison. Well, it's like the guy who put the bison in the back of his car with his kid. Oh yeah, it the, was like yeah the who, baby. Yeah, the baby bison. Yeah, it was terrible. But yeah. I was part of um with visit Jackson Hole. This was like last year, two years ago. No, it was last year. Um. They did a uh, Instagram social media campaign about um, tag responsibly, mm-hmm, yeah. and that was because of geotagging. And um, you know, people will go to national parks and they'll click on little geotag in Instagram, and it'll show you exactly where that destination is. And then people will just, you know, instead of stopping and 
finding, you know, a map or talking to a ranger, they just kind of go and it's not super safe to do that. Yeah. Just for Instagram too. They're not going because they enjoy oh, hikes. Yeah. They're going for the, the one picture yeah. they're going to take. Yeah. Yeah. I use that. I use that tag a lot. The yeah. tag responsibly. Mm-hmm. Are you from the Midwest? Don't you know it? I am. <laughs> I yes. Do. I go. I, you said tag. Yeah. T- Taylor and I both grew up in suburbs of Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay. I'm from Ohio originally, so I definitely I hear it, but yeah. I also hear it in myself sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I've lost my accent since I moved here, but um, sometimes it comes out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people people from back home from Minnesota tell me if I've lost my accent at all, because that'd be cool. <laughs> Let's. I'll try some some words that'll accentuate it. Um, hot dish. No. Boots. Boots, yeah. Um, Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> I say, I still say like I'm I for dinner I want to make a salad. Yeah. And I think that's a little <laughs> Ohio-y. I say we we our, all of our friend group is from like one's from Philly, one's from Michigan, we're from Minnesota, one's from Virginia, and one's from Rhode Island, and we all love playing on each other's regionalisms. Um. So I love I love regionalisms. Too fun. Yeah. Um, so you talked about when you first came here. So then, what made you want to move here? And like, what was that process like for you in getting um, the classic move to Jackson story of like getting a job and getting a housing and like actually yeah. getting getting here? Um, okay. So like I said, I went to University of Colorado in Boulder. In my senior year of college, I had um, I was doing commercial real estate. Um, as a minor. And so I had an internship with a guy in Boulder and, um, he, for my internship, he kind of, he was a developer as well. So he kind of put me in charge of mountain markets like that they were researching. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of got, I, and going to school in Colorado, we would go to all these different mountain towns like Telluride and Steamboat and, um, you know, Crested Butte. And I kind of, I kind of knew that that's where I wanted to be. I didn't know which one, um, after I graduated. And, um, so I got to know kind of like the real estate markets around those different towns. And he, I'd come up here with friends and I don't know why, but like my senior year, like a bunch of my friends and I were like, we're all moving to Jackson hole. I'm moving to Jackson hole. I actually ended up moving to New York city right after, um, college. And I had this like awful, awful job. Um, and that didn't last very long. And so I moved back my parents had from Ohio had moved to Florida. So I was living with my parents in Florida and I was just like super depressed. And, mm-hmm. um, the guy that I had been working with in Boulder came up here to find property for, there used to be a company called Quintess, I think it was called. And basically it was like, um, I think it was based out of Denver, but people would pay a, a like a membership yearly and then they could go and stay at any of these homes like all over the world oh. and this was in 2008 so it was like right before the market crash and that business is no longer but um he came up here on behalf of them to find a vacation home for the for their members and he talked to um dave spackman who's like a longtime um realtor he's amazing um, and his two sons and he kind of just was like hey I know this this girl who worked for me she's interested in real estate do you know of anyone who um, is looking for an assistant and um, they were like actually like we are so he got on the phone with me when he was with them and I was in Florida and he was like I don't know why but he was like you just need to get on a plane and come to Jackson and just meet with these guys so I was like in a kind of a dark spot. So I was like, I have nothing, I have nothing else going on. So, um, 
I got on a plane and I uh, flew out here and I knew I had some friends of friends that I like stayed on their couch um, and I had it, I interviewed with them and it was awesome. And then for two weeks I didn't hear from them. And I was just like, I think I'm just going to stay here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll figure it out. You know, I'll work at a bar or something. And, um, it was funny. I, I actually went on a hike, um, and I got to the top of the mountain and this was like cell phones, you know, are not as good as they are today, but definitely didn't have any cell phone service in the park. And I got to the top of the mountain and I got a phone call from oh. Dave and he was like, Hey, I want to offer you the job. And I was like, Oh my God, this is meant to be. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So that's kind of, um, so yeah. And I had my mom like ship everything out here. Cause I was like, I don't have any more clothes. And like, I, you know, like bought a car and found, um, found a place to live and, um, yeah. And that was in 2008. So it's kind of crazy. I did not plan on staying here this long. I guess I didn't really have a plan, but I thought I'd just kind of be here for like a couple of years and it just has totally sucked me in. Yeah. Like many other people. Yeah. That's, that is a common story. They're like, yeah, I'll stay here for a mm-hmm. winter and then they're here for like yeah. 30. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great story. That's, I can't believe you got a phone call in the park. Like even I know, in most crazy. of like the visitor areas, there's nothing. And back in like 2008 when I had like a flip phone, I'm sure. Yeah. Your <laughs> you Motorola, Ra- yeah. Your Motorola my, Razor like, got my you. My like Blackberry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. That's awesome. And um, then was it through like acquisitions or did you just uh, move because you wanted to work for under Sotheby's or how'd you get to be under Sotheby's? So they were with Sotheby's. So I um, was licensed with them and um, I've been licensed with them uh, since 2008. I went out on my own um, in like 2014 and that's when I started the scout guide and I, you know, I kind of um, needed to do that um, while I was on my, I couldn't really work for a group anymore and Mm -hmm. start a business at the same time. So um, that's when I did that. And I went to, wait, do you run the scout guide? I started it, but I sold it last year. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I started that, um, in 2005. Yeah. 2014. That's sweet. I, I, I followed that Instagram account for a while. Cause I was like, yeah, I just love anything Jackson Hole. And then I saw like an actual paper copy in, mm-hmm. in uh, like one of the t-shirt shops. I was yeah. like, this is pretty sick. Yeah. Isn't it awesome? I lo- I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I did that in real estate and I was, you know, blogging for, um, you know, four or five years and, uh, it all just got to be like too much. Like I was doing, I was stretched too thin. And, um, so I sold the scout guide last year to a wonderful woman named Jill and she's running it and she's crushing it and it's like still living on, which is like really cool for me to see. Um, but it gave me time to focus more on my real estate career. Yeah. That must give you so much like confidence in your, in your ideas now when you're like, okay, that idea is now living on without me with my, without my effort. Yeah. And it's cool because like she's made it her own and like it's changed, but it's like working. So, you know, it's like things that I never would have thought of, but that she's implementing and you know, it'll, well, it'll be cool to see it continue to grow and yeah. Yeah, in general, could you describe it to, to the people that don't know what it is? Yeah, so um, the Scout Guide um, started in uh, the company started in Charlottesville, Virginia, and it um, has expanded to different towns and cities across the country. But basically, um, it's a book, and it's a gu- it started as a book and a guide of uh, highlighting the small local business owners that make up that town, mm-hmm. and um, it has then morphed into it's more of like a you know like a a social media and there's like a website involved for each for each town each city mm-hmm. um and a networking it's kind of like a networking um 
event thing too. So, um, yeah, so I started the one in Jackson Hole and then, um, yeah. Do you need to like pay anything or, you know, have get any license, anything like that to be a part of the organization? Yeah. So it is, it's set up as a franchise, which Mm -hmm. is kind of, um, funny to think of because they don't really run it like a franchise, um, at all. Like you get to pick as the editor and the owner, you get to pick and curate kind of what businesses are going to be in the book. And, um, Mm -hmm. that was super fun for me. And I got to really know the community and I got to know the local business owners that make this town work. And, um, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Sorry. I was just looking at the the Instagram. I wasn't just ignoring you. Um, yeah, so it's cool. And you're in there. I know I was just recently on there. Um, but it's cool. Like if you're traveling to, um, I kind of started it as like, if people are traveling here, then they kind of know like the best restaurants to eat at the best, um, shops to go to. And like the people who make up those businesses, like put a face to the business. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was really surprised at, um, how much the local community enjoyed it. And it was kind of like a, you know, like a source for like what's happening with these local businesses and a way for people to tell their story, which I thought was really, that was like my favorite part. Yeah. Getting to know the businesses and, um, the people behind the business. And it's just like you're doing here. It's like, how did you get here? Like Mm -hmm. what, what made you, you know, start the brewery or like buy the brewery or whatever. And so, um, it's kind of like what makes up our town. Yeah. There's so many just mom and pop businesses in Jackson. And I think it's so awesome. Like uh, unless you're walking into like, you know, McDonald's or the resort, you're going to, you're going to have a high likelihood of talking to the owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's really awesome. And I think that's like the coolest thing ever because, um, they're not, m- the good owners aren't super dead set on just like selling you something. Mm-hmm. They just, they more want to like educate you, help you out with like whatever you're yeah, there for. And it's, I think it's just like, I'm, I'm so passionate about small business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really believe that like every dollar spent, in your town is like sends a ripple through the community. And, um, I think the business owners here are incredible and they come from all over and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're all different backgrounds and different stories. And like the girl who makes Kendra, who makes, um, Alpen beauty makeup, she was on QVC yesterday and like, she's now selling at on her stuff that's made here, um, on Sephora. And then the, gal who makes my like who makes these purses or these big beautiful bags called copper dot leather she was just in vogue it's just like oh wow people in this town are doing like really cool big things so i like i wanted to like highlight and showcase those people yeah yeah that's awesome um that mention of vogue do you feel like recently and i i think it's because of like the kardashians started coming here Mm -hmm. in the bachelor shows like there's more of this fashion or travel blog activity going on here than ever before. Do you, do you, do you feel that? Yeah. But like, I think with social media, I like, I personally think that that's happening everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could, people can just see like if a celebrity goes to any place and be like, Oh, that looks cool. I'll go there and write a blog about it. Yeah. And it's, I, 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 I want to preface this by saying it's different if you live here mm-hmm. and write a blog about being here <laughs> Yeah, yeah. than it is if you live in LA. At, this is what annoys me. Yeah. So I'll get on my uh, soapbox for a second. They live in LA and they come and stay at the Four Seasons mm-hmm. and then act like they're roughing it mm-hmm. in some rustic cabin. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, bitch. 
you're at the nicest hotel. But if they mention a small business that they went to, then I'm cool with it. Yeah, if they say, um, we stopped in and got some hats at what 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 the hat this company? This is Crown and Brim. Yeah, at Crown and Brim. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm they like, they're doing yeah. that and they're acting like they're like roughing it. And I'm just like, no, yeah. you're not. Yeah, I know, but. I think that's kind of everywhere. I mean, one of my mm-hmm. best friends lives in Big Sky, Montana, and like that's smaller than here, yeah. more more remote, and like they still see it too. So, okay, I'm not like worried about this town turning into like. I mean, people people can I don't know, people can say that it's changing. I think everywhere is changing. Yeah, they probably always those types of people have always have probably always come to towns like this. It's just more that they have an outlet in blogging and their social media too. Yeah. To say that stuff where I were and also we like be able to hear it. I mean, it's like a lot of people aren't from here, and it's like if someone wants to come visit, like we all wanted to come visit. Yeah, you know, it's like it is yeah. beautiful. Like, you know, let them let them come. I guess totally. Yeah, we we wouldn't probably wouldn't have a town if it wasn't for yeah I all mean, these people. Yeah, like tourism brings a lot of money. Yeah, it gives us our our bus system. I think I think like the yeah. lodging tax yeah. pays for that. That's yeah, it helps deal. a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of a double edged sword if you're a local, but. Yeah. I try to look at the positives. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, So talk about this crown and brim company you're wearing. Yes. So um, this hat is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Sarah owns crown and brim. She makes these hats by hand. Um, She was a physical therapist and um, started making hats about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And she reached out to me on Instagram. And um, I went to her studio and met her and she's like so lovely and so amazing and super talented. And she gave me this hat for my birthday and I literally wear it every day and everyone, everyone comments on it. Yeah. Everyone compliments it. And it's just like, it's the best. Everyone, everyone, that, that style of hat right now is super, super popular here in town. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting them. Mm-hmm. And are they, is that one made out of like beaver? It's yeah. Skin it's beaver. Or? I believe it's beaver felt. Uh-huh. And then um, she hand makes the beads, the beaded work. And I actually designed this and she uh, like stitched it together for me, which I'm like, I don't know how she did. Did you like draw something? I kind of like gave her some images, like some like kind of. Yeah. I mean, it was very it was loose, but it was also like when she showed this to me, I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. In my yeah. Head. She's um and she you know she does these little little tetons on the side but she yeah. can kind of stitch anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I gotta get a hat like that. Yeah, I mean any any guy any girl they need yeah. a hat. Yeah, there's a lot of hat shops in town and they're all they're all like fit you to your style. Just if anybody's looking for a hat, just go into they're all like we said small businesses. They're all awesome yeah. shops. And um, Sarah and I are actually working on a collaboration for hats, which um, hopefully Whoa. we're launching soon. So is that a stories from Mountain Town exclusive story? I mean, have you, you heard it have here you post- first <laughs> awesome that's folks that's my first exclusive story yeah there you go awesome so what is that going to look like is that do you have like we basically um so she's like this she's this incredible artist mm-hmm. i wear this hat all the time just from my experience and i'm one person but wearing this hat people are like i love this hat i, I want that hat but a lot of people are scared to wear hats uh-huh. um so my idea was to see if she could make these hats a little bit more um, price friendly so that people could kind of get like a starter hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the feedback we've gotten so far has been pretty good. So that's awesome. Yeah. Do you have like a, do you have like a Meg the egg logo that you use on anything? Um, I have like a logo for, yeah, it's a, 
I kind of stole the logo from the Welcome to Jackson Hole or yonder. Jackson oh yeah, Hole. the cowboy yeah, po- the, pointing. The, it's a cowgirl. Cowgirl pointing. Yeah, so nice. I stole that um, for my blog and made it pink and. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, I think when I do this collaboration, I'd like, it's totally, Sarah's the artist. It's like, okay. it's hers. I just want to help kind of promote it and like yeah. get the word out and take pictures because I love doing that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, Taylor, my girlfriend, was just saying how she wanted a hat like that and um, that they're like $700. Mm-hmm. And I just immediately thought of like how many vodka sodas she's going to spill on that <laughs> yeah. at the cowboy bar. Well, I have to tell you that these are like super indestructible uh-huh. um, and... I think, uh, you know, for, for fashion, for style, like this is like your cost per wear. Like I always think about that. I'm like, if I have this hat for the rest of my life, yeah, then it's going to be pennies every time I wear it. Yeah, that's true. And you can hang it on your wall and it's like, it doubles as art. It's like art. Yeah. You can yeah. hang it on this yeah. elk antler right mm-hmm. here. Exactly. So that, that elk antler, I don't think most folks have seen that. Our friend Haley, um, has a dog, Bridger's girlfriend, her name's Zuma was wandering one day and we didn't know where she was. And then she came back with that. Oh my God. That's huge. So she just like pulled this up to the house. <laughs> okay. So I, people who can't see this, it's like a massive antler. Um, what is that? That's an elk, right? Yeah. yeah it's, and, it's one side of a, a an elk mount. Just the but antler. it's not, it's like part of the skull is still attached to it, but not the full skull. Yeah. Like, like a quarter yeah. of the skull. Yes, exactly. And so it's it, like a f- the full length. So, that's, so like, that's like a dead elk. That wasn't like, it didn't shed that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So she just pulled it up randomly like, oh, that, that's, I that's kind of sick. freak me out if my dog brought that, but um, that's awesome. Has he found any treasures for you on your walks? Because um, audience, she just got, she just adopted a dog recently. Yes, I just uh, adopted a dog, Rudy Boots, um, from the yeah. Animal Adoption Center, which is like my favorite nonprofit in town. They are amazing. The dogs that come from there are uh, so special. Um, but no, he hasn't, um, knock on wood, he hasn't brought me any gifts yet but i've also have only taken him off leash like a handful of times because okay he's bolted yeah he as was a you, as you saw earlier yeah like you said he was a stray so that'll take mm-hmm. some time just to rem- remind him that because he's probably going in the mode of like you know i need to go find food or something right now because yeah. i don't know where my next meal is coming from yeah it's weird like he'll he'll look at like most of the time he's he like looks at me and he'll come back to me and he's like i'm like oh my god you love me you trust me and then like if he gets distracted he'll kind of give me this look like peace out um so we're gonna do a little training this spring but um yeah maverick just walked up because he heard we were talking about good boys and he he said there's only one yeah hi Maverick. there's only one maverick yeah hi dude um something that i would recommend just for around here is that is uh, some sort of shock collar, e-collar. Yeah, that's what everyone's um, kind of been telling me. I had a dog when I moved here. I had my family dogs. My mm-hmm. parents moved to Florida, um, and he was like this fat golden retriever. <laughs> and so <laughs> I didn't have to worry about that. But yeah. um, but it's less for like yeah. day-to-day re- um, recall. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is just the amount of enormous animals that will injure them. Yeah. Because like Maverick himself, my Instagram has seen this story. We were on, we were like early winter. I was just going to walk up Old Pass Road and ride down on my snowboard just for fun. And he jumps off the side of the road and is chasing and barking at this moose mom with two babies. Yeah. And I've never felt more useless as a dog owner in my life because I was yelling for him for like an hour and he wouldn't even look at me. 
And it was like the few days where I like his collar wasn't charged or I didn't have it on him or yeah. something like that. And I had Dude, Bridger with me. Not and good. Yeah. Maverick. <laughs> Maverick thought it was like a game. He would like go yeah, up and like, like awesome. nip at their ankle. Did, did they like, um, oh, yes. you're going to talk? Um, are you going to talk? Say something to the mic. <laughs> he will sometimes. He's mouthing. Mav, do you want to join the podcast? Talk. Oh my God, side eye. <laughs> um, did the moose do anything? Yeah, they like stomped at him and stuff. They oh all, my gosh. But he thought it was a game. So he was like, <laughs> he would like duck under trees, under brush that he could get under. And he's lightning fast. He's the fastest dog I've ever met. He duck under these trees and then they couldn't get into oh, the brush. Were you just freaking out? Yes. Yes, I was. Oh my God. <laughs> because yeah, he's Maverick. He's like so proud. Maverick. Oh, here we go. Mav. Tell him, tell him what happened. Mav, tell your side of the story. One of my... um favorite podcast my favorite murder they have their cat um she talk or he talks at the end of every oh there he goes he talks yeah. at every podcast so you're gonna have to train your dog to hi to buddy talk yeah uh taylor <laughs> listens to that one a ton so i hear that all the time bridger wants to tell his side of the story so bridger was with me too mm-hmm. and he listened um better so he stayed with me and then i was like okay i can't get closer because then i need to hold bridger at the same time and like walking through the deep snow so there was luckily like there was a skier that was just there and I was like, Hey, can you just like watch that dog? So he doesn't run away Yeah. while I bring this dog to the car. So I run down old oh, pass road, get him, put him in my truck. Wait, run. was there snow? Yeah. Oh, it it was God. like er, early December maybe. Not, yeah. Not cool. Yeah. So like off the road, it was like, you know, up to my waist at mm-hmm. least. Um, and so I bring him back and then run back up to where Maverick was and he hadn't really moved. He was just still kind of going in a circle. And then I go down there cause I'm like, okay, he's not even looking at me. I basically need to grab him. So I'm like, I walk down there. <laughs> yeah. You were a good boy that day. Weren't you buddy? They like, Oh my God. Yeah. Good boy. Um, they know we're talking about him. Yeah. Yes, you were. And then, so I get like, <laughs> basically from like me to the microwave away from the mama moose and she's oh she God. she and the one of the babies charged at me like three times and then eventually i just got close enough to maverick to grab him because mm-hmm. like he's still i don't know why he's he's usually a good listener like would even look at me or something never even looked at me and i'm like but screaming. he was like in playful mode yeah but even if he's like playing with another dog he would look at me yeah even if he's chasing deer yeah he looks at me oh god um and i was just like i need to go grab him and so i'm like that close i get charged at and then i just eventually grab him by his collar and just like run out of there and i'm just like throw him in the truck oh like my God. bad yeah. dog bad dog yeah the yeah moose are so scary i mm-hmm. was ch- i was charged by a moose once and it was like the scariest thing that's ever happened to me I did not have a dog with me, but um, it was also in the snow, and you're just like, I, you can't run. Yeah, we're not made to run in that that deep snow, but they are. Yeah, they're like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, when they stand next to a truck, it's like as tall as a truck. Their legs are so long. Yeah, we have them. We had um, a bull and um, a mom and a baby that kind of lived up here in the butte mm-hmm. in the summer, and every single night, so down there, I don't know if you can see, there's like a, no, it's under the snow, but our neighbor down there, they have like this big tub um i think it's called like a cattle yeah like a feeding water. thing or, yeah. yeah but they fill it up with water mm-hmm. um for the animals around here i guess and so every evening those three moose will go 
get a drink and then they walk up this tree line right here and then they would like either go around that side of the house or that side of the house and then just go up to the trees up there um so we'd see them like every single day so i'd have to like i knew ex the exact time and they'd be just like like i have a video i'll show you when you get done right outside that door like eating these aspen trees like as if they're just like cobs of corn yeah and then one of them walks past taylor's car and it's just like as big as the yeah, car it says, yeah they're i'm they're dinosaurs if no one has seen a moose yeah. in real life they are dinosaurs yeah and I, and if you're like that's one of the cool things about jackson if you're like just be going out and doing hikes or even minimal walks or even just like errands mm -hmm. you'll see a moose like almost every day yeah i mean you'll see him in town it's crazy yeah we haven't i don't think we've had as bad of a problem this winter with them getting into the roadways have we I don't think we've had as much snow as last year. So like it's, you know, it's, I don't think it's forcing them into the roads. Yeah. Yeah. It, we're, we'll still end up with the resort being like 500 inches. So yeah, it's still but I a feel lot. like town is, is not. Yeah. And I think what just I've the last couple of days, it's like the snow's really melted. Yeah. What I've been hearing about the stuff like this, the enormous February, basically last year was that all those storms came up from the South directly. Mm -hmm. So that's why it hit like town more. Oh. And then, and then like got to the mountains and where most storms would come like from the West. Yeah. So it drops a lot on like Driggs and Alta and Targi and then comes to us and we still get a lot, but it's pretty much all been dropped by the time it gets to town or like the Valley floor. Yeah. Last year, it, like it just snowed. It didn't stop. Yeah. In February. Yeah. It was awesome. We just missed it. We, I was here like for Christmas week that, that winter and then moved here March 16th. Mm -hmm. So just missed it. But when, when we moved here, yeah, the um, we found us like a short term house in Wilson right by Calico. And the snow was so high that the dogs were walking onto the roof. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. No, it was crazy. I got stuck. I was coming back from Peru and I flew from Peru to New York and New York straight to Jackson. And we were about to land and um, they were like, we have to go to Denver. And then I was stuck in Denver I was going to be stuck in Denver for like five days because they were, they were like, there's no way we're getting into Jackson. Um, and I ended up going to flying to Big Sky and buying a car <laughs> and driving down. I needed a new car anyways, but <laughs> it just happened to work out that way. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so we kind of have been jumping around, but let's go into some more real estate. I just thought of this as something you could talk about. Mm -hmm. um, how old are you? Oh God. Oh God. Never mind. Next question. <laughs> I'm 34. I'm 34. Okay. Um, I've never owned a home. Mm -hmm. Many, most millennials haven't owned a home. Like in, in mass, we're not buying houses. Mm. What's like a, what's like a beginner's guide to outside of just like earning enough money to do so a beginner's guide to buying a house, whether it's here, it's a lot harder here or just anywhere that people might live. I think, um, I always tell people like definitely start even if it's on Zillow, which um, Zillow is not the best resource for mm -hmm. real estate information. It's not always up to date um, or accurate. But um, in the Zestimate, like if you use that word with a realtor, they're going to give you a, a mean look because it's <laughs> that's never right. Um, but I, I would say just like meet with a realtor, you know, like that's what we're here for. Um you know, go have coffee, go get drinks or something, just like talk about the market and what you're looking for. They'll mm -hmm. give you more information. And I think, um, talk to a lender and I think, yeah. or go to your local bank and just, um, you know, see what your options are, or what you need to work towards. 
because I think a lot of people are like there's no way I'll ever afford anything in Jackson Hole and it's like well that's not true like go go talk to someone and at least at least get a goal and then you can start working towards it um but it's not impossible yeah I'm sure the banks just knowing how valuable um real estate is here Mm -hmm. probably are okay giving a big loan to someone who's might be on the edge or is working to get to the right spot because they know the value of that home is going to keep going up. Yeah. I mean, I, Jackson hole is an investment. Um, yeah. I mean, I got into real estate in 2008, like literally like a month before the market crashed. But, um, so I've seen the worst of it, but it's like Jackson Hole's always going to be, and yeah. I, I, I watched your, um, your video with, um, Fred and, um, you know, it's like, it's always going to be kind of this like Island in the mountains mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, it's protected by conservation land and that would make that's what makes the prices higher but it's always going to be a destination place yeah this the idea of the scarcity what does he say in that video he said like 98 percent of developable land in teton county is um protected gone or you can't there's yeah. no you can't build anything on it yeah anymore. it's pretty much like what you see is like what is here yeah and with and with the favorable tax mm-hmm. laws here too, what he also said in that podcast mm-hmm. was that people make their money, you know, on Wall Street or Silicon Valley or something, and then they put it in a property here. It's yeah, very favorable. Yeah, and I mean, with this like you know coronavirus stuff in the stock market right yeah. now, it's like it'll be interesting to see like how Jackson, you know, how it all plays out with our market. But yeah, even even I mean, I wasn't at like home buying age in 2008 but it's not like the home market here really took a drastic dip right and and more maybe slowed its rate of growth um i mean we had a lot of short sales oh really yeah um but i think it was my understanding that a lot of those people um bought a lot of well one they they could get loans a lot easier um and they were buying a lot of condos so they'd own multiple places and they're renting them and then the market crashed and people weren't, you know, coming out here to work. Um, mm-hmm. And so renting became harder for people and then they couldn't pay their mortgage. And, you know, it's just kind of this like ripple effect. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we did a lot of short sales in like 2009, mm-hmm. 2010. I like seeing, so I go, like I told you, I do the stuff at the links. So I go over to Driggs plenty of times in the summer. And there's all those, there's certain developments over there mm-hmm. um, that I've learned now. Um, like around Teton Reserve and there's like a horse riding one and there's all these neighborhoods where they they built the golf course or the horse uh, infrastructure right in like 06, 07, mm-hmm. thinking that the the growth here would spill over the pass mm-hmm. and they could be places to golf and rich people to buy houses in. And then the crash happened, the recession happened, and then nobody was buying houses over there. And now just now it's starting to pick back up yeah. and people are building houses on these yeah, golf I mean, courses. Yeah, I mean, it's... A- yeah, and that's a beautiful place to live over there. I do think, um, you know, people who work in Jackson, it's really hard to do that commute because you mm-hmm. have to go over Teton Pass. And I personally think I would be scared to do that every day, it's especially in the winter. And it yeah. closes a lot, too. So it's like, you don't, you know, you can get stuck on either side. Um, but it's a beautiful place to live. And um, I think it'll grow. Yeah. And there's, it will. there's I mean, Targi it, it, over there, but it also does not have an airport. So it's yeah. like if you, f- you have to fly here and drive over a pass, um, or I falls and that's, yeah, which is, there's also a pass, but it's also, there. that's like a, doesn't have as many, um, 
big city airlines coming through there. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, I think if, so Targi has approved some sort of big expansion. Mm-hmm. So if that goes well, and then like if they can get like a gondola or something, and then if like their airport allowed like a few regional flights, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, from like Denver and Denver, Salt Lake yeah. or like the Bay Area. Yeah. That could, that could actually rival Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I think it's lovely over there. Yeah, it is. It's and super the food's fun. so good. Oh my gosh, the food's so good. Yeah, what's your favorite <laughs> yeah. restaurant on that side? I just side? got really excited. Um, it's called. Was it the Beaker? It's like the burger the, place. The Beaker. I've never been there. It's right on the main the main strip. It's so good. In Driggs or Victor? It's in Victor. Oh yeah, it's like a burger or Beekman and, or something. Beekman. It's like the burger and milkshake yeah. shop, and they do. Don't they, are those like alcoholic? Um, oh, you're thinking of the um, the huckleberry milkshakes like the famous huckleberry milkshakes have you had those yet since you moved uh, here no i'm not okay you gotta go there <laughs> taylor and i love the um big hole barbecue yes i think it's their yeah. wings mm-hmm. their wings are like dry rubbed wings and they're actually from minnesota oh nice the owners that started it over there so we like going there on the way back from golf and the naughty is um so fun yeah you know to go to a concert there in the summer I haven't been there yet. Um, but yeah, it. <clears throat> to your point about uh, doing that drive every day, I was driving it one day this winter and it was like white out conditions, mm-hmm. super windy, snowy, and Taylor works nights. So I was like, I can't imagine her doing this like after working a night shift mm-hmm. as tired as she would be yeah. Yeah, at like seven in the morning. Like I wouldn't feel right as a boyfriend making her yeah. do that when I'm working from home every day. Yeah, I'm like the first summer I lived here, um, I was coming back down the pass and it was in the, yeah, it was in the summer. There was no snow. And like we, I went around like a, one of the tight curves and there was just like this bull moose just standing in the middle. Oh. And it was like the, one of the, like, I was just, it, that's always stuck with me. Maybe with the, I'm a post-traumatic stress from that, but it was very scary. Cause you're like, am I going to fly off this mountain? Yeah. Or hit a moose. Or hit a moose, which would probably kill you before yeah. it killed so the moose. Yeah, so I just, like, I'm a very nervous driver, I think, <laughs> anyways. So yeah. I personally. But a lot of people do it, and they make it work, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those closures are pretty devastating to the workforce. Yeah, here. yeah. I mean, I think that would, if you had, I just think about people who work over here, and their kids are in daycare or something, and they can't, um, you know, if they get stuck. Like, that's scary. Um. But he's fixing the camera. There we go. Um, have you been Have you been able to get a lot, do a lot of skiing this this winter? Yeah, I mean, I say every year, I'm like, I'm not enough. I didn't ski as much as I'd like. But um, for me, as I get older, it's like I feel like when I was younger, in my 20s, it was like, how many days can you get in? And like, yeah. what'd you ski? And like, how many times did you ski it? And now it's just like, if I can just get out there with my friends and like, you know, people. Um, that I like to be with and that's that's why I live here yeah I've started to realize the mindset of like yeah I could push it and try to go out you know like work day afternoons and mm-hmm. do whether it's like a split board tour or go to the resort quick um but I've realized if, that if I work you know work harder I'll and like you know put in the hours and maybe buy a house here one day I'll have a lot more days of yeah enjoyable riding in the long term than just trying to jam it into one yeah. season. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. The older I get, the less I care 
about sending it <laughs> you know yeah there's been a few days where i've been riding with some like some some of the younger guys that i'm friends with and i when i say younger they're like you know a few two years three years younger yeah. than me um but they're like jumping off these cliffs and i like do it a little bit and but i'm like my knees aren't gonna last yeah. like more any more many more seasons with you guys no yeah i mean i've i've injured i herniated a disc scheme um Whoa. that was my second winter out here and um yeah i just like don't need to push it but i like i really like you know i'll get up i'll work a little bit in the morning go s- to one hour parking mm. ski for an hour yeah. even if it's by myself listen to a podcast meet up with a friend or something and then even if it's not like a powder day it's just like it's so i never take it for granted that that is an option that we get to do when we live here is to just go skiing yeah and that jhmr is our home hill yeah it's like it in took- like and that's again when people complain about like the colorado lines and mm-hmm. like or lines here and i'm just like you have no if you've if you've not skied in colorado like you have no idea like to be able to walk on a tram like i'm sorry but if you wait for like two tram cars it's like not a big deal yeah yeah the lines here are like the worst there's only one week that they're actually that bad and it's just like the mm-hmm. week from christmas to new year's yeah yeah like a random Tuesday mm-hmm. or even a random Saturday or Sunday in the rest of January outside of like the holiday weekends, February. And I'm sure now in March there'll be some spring breakers. But like I went on Sunday and I didn't even wait in any line yeah. at all. I walked up right onto a tram. Yeah, it's awesome. Like I have clients, um, they flew in today actually. And, um, you know, we're going to go ski all day Friday. And it's like, that's pretty sweet that I can like have my meetings on the gondola yeah. and oh, like, yeah. talk to people gondola about real meetings. estate. Yeah. And like show them around, you know, they love it. So I don't take that for granted. Yeah. That's awesome. It took me um, probably a good month to like have to rethink about it to be like, wait a second. Jackson Hole Mount Resort is my home hill. Yeah. You're like, I can just go there. I can any day I want. Anytime yeah. I want. Yeah. Cause I got a pass and it's <laughs> like, you know, I can just drive 20 minutes. I used to drive like 50 minutes to, Afton Alps in near Minneapolis that is um the the most vertical is like less than than No, I think like Midwest people like we have like an even better appreciation for these mountains because we're like no we did not have those yeah (laughs) I drive twice as far twice as long to get to something one-tenth the height I'm super okay with the first the only thing I've skied in the Midwest was literally a landfill yeah People have been telling me that we don't, we don't have that in Minnesota because we, we have like a, there's kind of like a river valley that mm-hmm. has some elevation. And when I say some, I mean like 400 feet. Yeah. Um, but like around Chicago and I think in Wisconsin, there's a bunch of um, trash piles yeah. that are yeah. ski resorts. I know. We're very spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Do you do any um, ski touring? Um, I haven't yet this year. I usually, I like to get out a couple times a year. Um, I'm also like. I think the downfall of living here is just like knowing people who have um, been in avalanches or who have passed away in avalanches. Oh yeah. And um, I've, you know, definitely I'm, I only go out when it's like so, so safe. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause I don't trust myself as like the strongest skier or the fastest skier. And um, I don't know. It's just not worth it to me. I think it's, un- it's wonderful that people go and do it and people are way smarter than me and, know what they're doing and know how to read the train better but um mm-hmm. personally unless it's like a green light nine green lights that are like <laughs> nothing will happen to you then i will go out yeah the national forest service does a really great job of showing the conditions and like doing little write-ups and stuff yeah i mean the avalanche website mm-hmm. is um phenomenal they 
that's some wonderful um resource for people and yeah. i definitely if anyone wants to ski i i will not personally will not ski backcountry or even on the pass with someone who has not taken avalanche course oh nice so um i think everyone should yeah they definitely should Do just that. for like it's more for like the safety of the people that you're with than yeah. it is your own safety because yeah. if you know if if you get stuck in something you're kind of there's nothing you can't do anything yeah no it's like you, you want the people group. that they're going to be able to find you yeah. or help you yeah but if you're in a group where like the others hadn't taken the, the proper courses you're the one at risk yeah exactly if you get caught in something yeah and that's it's not like it's not worth it mm-hmm. and unfortunately it happens a lot yeah i think it's been um generally pretty good this year yeah i go like i'll do um i've done edelweiss a bunch of times mm-hmm. this year and I've been getting, since it's been so busy up there, I've been going more over towards Phillips Ridge mm-hmm. and like parking down in the valley floor spot and then doing the ridge or doing, recently I just did um, the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, all and great spots. Yeah. Just because it's so, I don't know why it's so insanely busy up there. Well, I heard that like because of the past situation this year and like with Icon Pass last year, like a lot of people didn't get pass. A lot of locals didn't get passes. I could be, that could be like the biggest rumor ever, but. I have heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're sick of the minimal lines that they had to wait in on like, in like two weeks. Well, out of they the got season. rid of, um, I think they got rid of the 10 day pass or something or they got rid um, of the weekend pass. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor has a 10 day. Oh, okay. So maybe they just got rid of the weekend pass. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, we didn't see a weekend pass on there cause she gets, so she has a 10 day and then her department, um, there's two departments that share a pass mm-hmm. so you can sign up to get it at some point it yeah. kind of rotates and then you yeah then, so she got enough days yeah um i mean last year was pretty crazy with the icon pass um so and i, I think people are just going to the pass teton pass yeah what i've been hearing about that was they thought there'd be all this influx of spending in the in the restaurants and hotels but it ended up just being a bunch of people from salt lake city that would like sleep in their cars mm. and bring their own coolers of food mm-hmm. and beer and like the they they vastly overprojected the amount of money that would that was supposed to come in from that deal and they just announced that they are raising the price for the icon pass days in jackson next year yeah it's like a there's like i mean still really minimal but um yeah there's like a the normal icon mm-hmm. without and you don't get the jackson days and then there's like another version where you get like some of the more premium resorts on there also yeah so i mean this year it doesn't feel like there's anyone at the resort yeah i think they did uh, a better job of like blackout dates and there was more snow in other places Mm -hmm. also yeah i've heard that too that like everywhere has gotten snow yeah where last february it was just jackson getting snow yeah yeah which makes sense but yeah that happens sometimes all right so we're at let's see here 53 minutes. Is there Sweet. anything you want to wrap up with? Any good any good story about living here that you'd like to share? Um, any, mm. let's see. I can't like think. Of, I mean, I have like so many stories from living here, but. Um, what what makes you stay here? You said you came, you thought oh, it'd just be for question. a couple of years. Yeah. But now it's been, how long has it been here that you lived here? Um, 12. Yeah. 12 years. Thought it'd be yeah. two, now it's 12. I so know, what has crazy. kept you here for 12 years? Um, I mean, the mountains are beautiful living here is so awesome just to have access like we were saying to go skiing to hike you know to 
let your dog out and see a moose, but it's the people that keep me here like 100%. The, this community is like no other. And, um, you know, I think my the friends that I've made here are lifelong friends. They, they're like family to me. Um, and yeah, it's the people 100%. Yeah. Awesome. I used to, I used to ask a question to all my guests, um, and you kind of answered it in a different way. I used to ask between the words who, what, when, where, and why, Mm -hmm. which one drives you the most. And from that answer, it's clear that's the who Mm -hmm. from the friends you've made here. And that's, um, and it's not just the friends. I mean, it's like, it's the people who make up this community. It's just such a phenomenal group of people. And it's, um, people from all over the world and you know, it's, they're all here for the same reasons. And, Mm. um, when I feel like when shit really hits the fan, like people come together and that's super special. Yeah, definitely. I, that's one thing I really do like about the people here is we could have nothing in common, Mm -hmm. but, or, you know, on, at face value, but the we have a similar reason for being here and it's like five sports basically <laughs> yeah. and like the desire to want to be out in nature and kind of just not be like um kind of just be left alone mm-hmm. a little bit and this is like three binding principles to people who live in jackson for anything more than a season basically yeah and I, so i feel like the re- like there's like ten thousand other people just like me in this town yeah no totally it's like uh and I think everyone here is so welcoming and Mm. I think it's because a lot of people aren't from here um and I know so many people who have left and moved back and it's like um you know I'll be like oh my gosh where have you been and they're like oh I lived in Thailand for two years I'm like oh I didn't like realize that you had left you know it's like you're just like seamlessly back in the community so um I just think yeah this place is super the people are what for me what makes Jackson Hole so special. Yeah. Yeah. To your point about, about how, how close you are with your friends. Um, I've noticed that you get close with the people you become friends with here much faster than other places because you actually have to like rely on them more, mm-hmm. I think, because we're on an Island. Yeah. I mean like I don't, don't have family here Yeah, and yeah. a lot of my friends don't either. And, um, we kind of become each other's family. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had Thanksgiving with like all our friends here and it's like, who do you call when you're like moving? Yeah. Or like need help with like taking care of my friend's kids or, uh, yeah. Or like dogs. Yeah. Totally. Our friend Haley, we go back and forth with our dogs. Yeah. And so you like need to rely on your friends so much more than you would if you lived somewhat close to your parents or like in your, you know, I don't know, a bigger city basically. Yeah. And I think as we get older, it's harder to make friends. That's kind of just like, Mm -hmm. I feel a general statement that people feel but um you know I've known people who've left here and they'll move to like a big city or um not a big city but they're just like it's harder to make friends and I feel like that is what is so special here and I feel and I say friends is like you know knowing a a small business owner like I consider them a friend even if you know we're not hanging out all the time but yeah it's kind of how this community feels it's like we're all friends yes yeah definitely like I see my dentist out and I'm, you know, we like talk and, um, you know, I, like I met with a contractor yesterday and like I hadn't seen him in a couple of years and he's helping me on it with a house. And like, I gave him a big hug, you know, it's just like, it's a special place. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, um, there's kind of like those waves of when people moved here that you're in that zone of you're really, you just, you just, 
super thirsty for finding friends that you're you're um you kind of can recognize that in other people mm-hmm. like the way i met my best friend here jeff he's been on the guest and he's works at steel he was like we're about to at the silver dollar it was masters weekend the masters golf tournament last year i was wearing like a golf shirt and he loves watching sports and not many people here do and he's like hey how about the masters to me and we've been friends like since that moment that is funny because so he's just like he somehow yeah. was able to zone in on the fact that I like sports and I'm looking for a friend also. Oh yeah. Well, and then I also think like everyone is like always looking for friends, you know, mm-hmm. like, and people here are so accepting about welcoming new people. Yeah. Which I think is so awesome. Did you get, um, so I felt this once we moved in and moved to this house actually too. I mean, it's just because of the neighborhood. Um, once people realize that you're here for more than a season mm-hmm. or more, more than a winter, they will open up more to you and they'll recognize that, you know, they'll take the time to want to meet you and they'll see I don't you. know. I don't know really. Um, cause I moved here so young that like a yeah. lot of people were just coming for a season, like either the winter or the summer, but no, I think if people, and I, 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 as like an older adult, like, I guess I'm You're not, that <laughs> not, old. not that old, but I feel so much older than when I moved here when I was 20, 21, 22. But, um, no, I still think like there are people who split their time you know mm-hmm. and i still consider them community members um yeah. and i th- i don't know i think people are pretty i mean you're kind of in a neighborhood that's like a little high up it's a private neighborhood yeah, with like some a, snobby people here no no no. i meant it's like a little further away than like town well i like, meant it yeah. that way because <laughs> it's it a literally wonderful here. neighborhood yeah saddle butte we love all yeah, of you it's beautiful but be more welcoming um <laughs> Because it was literally here, like I was doing something on my truck out there, like doing something on my bike, and someone walked by. I don't even remember who it was, and they're like, "Hey, are you new to the neighborhood?" I'm like, "Yep, we, my girlfriend and I just moved yeah. in." And they're like, "You gonna be here a while?" And I'm like, "I freaking hope so." Yeah. Well, maybe this house has had a lot of people in and out. Yeah, I think it has been rented, and the owner has been lived here a couple times, or the, yeah. our old owner. So maybe that was part of it. But yeah, I was just like, "Well, wait a minute." Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I, the one who wants to be here yeah. forever. Don't I feel tell me like, that. don't tell me that. I feel like it took me, it took me personally like 10 years before I was like, okay, I can consider myself a local, which is bullshit. But, um, I like started a timer when I moved yeah. here. I was like, okay, when can I start calling myself yeah, a local? Cause I've wanted to for so long when I, before I moved here. <laughs> I think here. if you've been here a year, you can, you can call yourself. Okay. A then local. in. So not yet. Five days. Next week. In five days, I get to call myself yep. an official local. My go. brother says once I pay taxes. Well, there's that too. Or, um, <laughs> or vote or something yeah. is what he says. Yeah. No, both happening this year. So Yeah. Um, but I, I love how um, the city does, has so many great activities for locals to make you feel like you're a part of the community. Oh my gosh. There's so much like to get involved in. The yeah. markets, the concerts, mm-hmm. the things in the town square um like the rendezvous festival coming up like i don't know if if other ski resorts do that sort of thing do they like that big of a concert for free um i feel like maybe like aspen or something i've been to like i feel like in college we went to something maybe it wasn't free though park city has the uh the the music the movie festival so they might have like music and stuff but this is i i think those are smaller stages like you know bar bar size acts this is like an enormous stage. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten, since I've lived here, yeah. it's gotten bigger and I don't even know. I think it was here my first year, but, um, mm. it's definitely, I mean, 
they didn't have anything the night before, like on Town Square, which is super yeah. cool. Um, yeah, the farmers market's grown. They've done the the Wednesday, the people's market. Yeah, we love that. Um, that's gotten really big. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. We love the um, Jackson Hole Live was not a thing, and now it's yeah. a thing. The Million Dollar Music uh, Festival. Yeah. That um, shit. What's the big What's the big band that that country the he- guy? The headliner band uh midland yes they just re-up for this year so they're coming back when is that um july june july i don't know it's in the summer oh cool and it's like right in right in the square another free concert well they get you because you pay like 12 dollars for a drink and food but um it's free concert you can feel part of the community great country acts it's awesome yeah this town's pretty sweet it is it definitely it's is. It's pretty fun. You, it's super. It's so easy to complain about, you know, like how much it costs to live here and all yeah. that stuff. Um, but it's just so worth it. Like I'd pay as much as we pay to live here every single day, all the time. Yeah. To have the access to the nature and all the fun community events that we get. Yeah. And I think if you're in a big city, you're going to be paying more. So. Yeah. Yeah. I we have a friend who lives in St. Paul, Minnesota, who pays like $50 less than we do a month Yeah, that's between Taylor and I for an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Minnesota. Yeah. And then part Minnesota is like super reasonable housing and we pay that what we do for, it's not, I mean, this is okay. Like people can't, I don't, they can't see this, but this is like a pimp (laughs) and I don't use that word often. (laughs) This is like a really sweet house. Yeah. It's, it's freaking awesome. And it's pretty big. It's a, I think it's like a thousand square feet, but it's super high ceiling, so it's it makes gotta, it seem yeah, really big. It's got to be bigger than that. This is like a dope kitchen. Yeah. Really awesome. I mean, and I'm sorry, but you're like on top of a mountain. Yeah. If you and can, you have a treehouse. The curtain is is drawn right now, but you can see the top of the grand right over the Amangani. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Can't see, complain. It's a it's a freaking dream. I that was another thing. Whereas like a month in, I was like, holy shit! I can't believe I live where I live in this house. Like I, in all the dreams I had of living here, I thought I'd be in some closet in mm-hmm. town somewhere because that's all I could afford. Cause it was so built up that it's expensive, but like out of just, you know, financially planning effectively. Cause I, you know, had the cash to do what I, what we could do. And then, then just luck. No, like, I don't think I mean, it's luck. I think once you get here and I tell people this all the time who, mm-hmm. you know, email me if they're like moving here, I'm like, just get here. And like, things will fall into place and yeah. like the community will take care of you and you it's so much word of mouth um you know you're like i'm looking for a place potentially this summer for a month or two yeah. it's like you're not gonna have to live in a, you'll find something sweet like yeah. you will yeah definitely that's just kind of how this yeah how we, this we actually works. did that exact thing that you just said we kind of sketchily just like found a guy on facebook messaged him yeah. for his like short-term rental because he was demolishing it if you can you think of um just north of calico there used to be like a modular home on this property like right oh, on yeah, the yeah, highway yeah. and now yep. it's two houses yeah. there yeah is where we first moved in mm-hmm. and then like we'd been there for like a week and we found this place and i came and toured it with my dad and and taylor's dad and taylor was at work and i was like without even asking her i was like yeah we'll take it yeah because <laughs> i like knew our budget and i knew what we what she wanted what i wanted yeah. And then I was like, yeah, well, uh, Taylor, come see the house we're going to move into. That's awesome. And she was like, oh, this is sick. Um, and then it just like worked out where. I mean, I lived, on, I slept on a couch when yeah. I moved here for two weeks. And then mm-hmm. 
you know, I met people and they were like, we have a room available and I lived there for a month. And then I ended up having a friend from college move out here and, um, we lived in like the coolest house ever our same first year. And I was just like, how is this real life? I'm like yeah. 22 in this sweet house on the side of a mountain. Yeah. And Where was that? It was right in town. Oh, it sick. was up on Pine Drive. Yeah. The question of like, where do you live mm-hmm. is weird in most other communities, mm-hmm. but here it's normal because it's like, how did you find housing wherever you <laughs> yeah, live? Yeah. Is the real question that's being asked. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. But yeah. No, but Jackson living in Jackson is an absolute dream. I can't, I often can't believe that it, that it worked out and it's like happening and it's now it's been a year. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and then you're you, pretty soon 12. you're going to be like, Oh my God, it's 12 years. Like I <laughs> don't, I'm like so much has happened, but it also feels like, like so little has happened at the same time. I don't know. It's, it's very um, surreal once people start Cause like for a while I'd be like, kind of pride myself and be like yeah i've been here four years five mm-hmm. years six years and then i was like maybe i should stop telling people how long i've been here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now i'm like i have to think i'm like oh my god it's my 12th winter it's crazy it is wild yeah yeah people always people are asking me like oh how long do you think you want to live there mm-hmm. and i have to uh pause because if they ask me it's one infinite number and if they ask taylor yeah. it, it might be a smaller number i mean i always just say i don't know because i don't know i mean like i hope i'm here forever but like i don't i don't know that's the beauty of life yeah i'm actively saying that i want to be here yes, forever there you go i couldn't you imagine like not having the access to things like i couldn't imagine wanting to mountain bike and not being able to drive 10 minutes yeah to Cash i Creek. know or like or sitting like, in traffic somewhere god i was getting I've when i go anxiety. back home yeah. like or seem like i'm like oh my god it it takes an hour to go to yoga class yeah like that's not that's not for me yeah <laughs> i was getting anxiety in traffic like in minneapolis <laughs> when we were there in the summer and then i flew to orlando for work recently and i was like we're flying in i'm like freaking out because mm-hmm. of all these people i'm seeing yeah I'm, like, you're this not is used awful. to it yeah yeah i get i get really anxious in traffic which i didn't for a very long time um but we're just not used to it yeah one of the things i noticed I haven't used Google Maps here, like, since I moved well, here. Well, Google Maps, like, here is not always accurate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if it was, like, a new, maybe, like, a shop I was going to or a restaurant that yeah. I didn't know where it was. But there's, like, for me, I drive down one road, mm-hmm. whether I'm going to, like, the village or the pass is, like, one yeah. or two roads. Or going to the bird is the sa- one road. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, like, so, there's like so little, there's, like, five roads that I drive. Yeah. In entirety. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is. It is a small town with a big soul. Yeah. We're, we're 10,000 residents that support 3 million yeah, it's tourists. Crazy. Mm-hmm. But I will, it'll be interesting with the coronavirus to see how tourism plays out this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a little bit lower or maybe, yeah, who knows? I wonder what, um, <clears throat> as you as you probably noticed, there's a ton of like, those tour buses with the, the Asian tourists that come in from Salt Lake City and they drive up here through Yellowstone and then back out. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, you know, whatever company is managing that on their end, how they're handling the situation. Yeah, I don't know. Whether they can like rebook or get refunded or I know. I, I'm just, I just hope that like the small businesses and, uh, you know, they don't lose any money on it. Yeah, like the t-shirt shops, the really, really tourist focused yeah, hotels, businesses. you know, like yeah. if they can... Um, but maybe, I don't know, maybe Americans won't be flying this summer and they'll drive here instead. I don't know. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting, interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, maybe on the flip, it'll 
be just as popular because they don't they're not going to go to the big cities Mm -hmm. they'll go to a small town maybe something like that but it will be interesting hopefully it's a it's a positive yeah whatever happens yes definitely and then hopefully the all those people love it so much that they want to buy homes from you exactly (laughs) that's yes Awesome. Well, uh, let's wrap this up. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I'm glad this worked out. We were, we've been trying to figure out like scheduling for like a couple weeks now yeah. and you would reschedule and that actually worked out very favorably when you would reschedule on Saturday. Cause I was checking out that, that pyramid uh-huh. uh, spot. I was like, I'll just go check it out, do a little short climb and then get back in time. And then you, messaged me that and i was like i'll just keep climbing and i made yeah. it to the oh, top good. then good yeah. good 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 okay yeah. that makes me happy yeah no the with real estate it's like you just i it's hard for me to plan because it's like mm. things change it was like an inspector or something you said yeah um and then i also had a showing yeah it's just like things pop up and i just that's kind of the kind of the name of the game but yeah. um i'm glad that you got to ski yeah definitely snowboard i split board snowboard. and snowboard okay. yeah um so tell the nice people um where they can find you on Instagram, yeah, or um, if they if you want to direct them to your blog or whatever, wherever you want to direct the people. Yeah, I think um, Instagram is kind of where I'm probably the most active, um, and that is Meg at Meg the Egg, and that is M E A G T H E E G G. Where did the did the egg part just come up because it rhymes? No, so um, it's funny. That's funny. Um, I was super bald as a child like as a like a baby yeah it's like a baby and so my parents my name is megan so my parents called me meg the egg and like no one called me that like in my life right like my entire like childhood like only my parents and like some close family friends and um when i had you know when i started this blog and i was like i need to make this like really unique to me and like make it my own and so i just named it the i I named it the egg out west and mm, I yeah. was like, cause my family would call me the egg. Um, <laughs> and so then when Instagram, I don't know, I just like, I just put Meg the egg and I, it's so, it was, it's like actually really like charming and endearing to me because for most of my life, the only people who called me Meg the egg were like very special people to me. And yeah. now like when I'm out and about, like everyone's like Meg the egg, Meg the egg. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, it's like caught up. Yeah. So I know it's purely because I was bald as a child. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's hilarious <laughs> and it rhymes <laughs> yeah that's awesome and i th- i thought it helped with uh if it was just like m-e-a-g something mm-hmm. people would not put think it might be me oh, yeah, or something I, yeah, I spell it so I it helps it people pronounce your name yeah, correctly Meg, yeah, also. yeah totally yeah. yeah um yeah awesome and if you're in the market for housing yeah for holler at house, me holler at her on her instagram probably she can help you out or if you're on sotheby's website uh, yep, numbers on there. Sotheby's, so. now we got a little competition who will the listeners go to if they need a home do they go to fred harness they will go to meg the egg i don't know two really really good real estate brokers i don't want to hate on fred but i think i'm cooler just kidding (laughs) (laughs) fred's awesome you definitely have a bigger uh um yeah if you buy a house for me then i will put you on my instagram yeah no that's lame definitely um but yeah follow her instagram if you want to see like um like mountain mountain fashion yeah mountain i think style. it's like mountain lifestyle mountain lifestyle yeah. yeah um just kind of the cool things you're doing because you're like you showcase a lot of those small business like you said like you were in you, you talk about like the new openings of these little clothing stores mm-hmm. and like hat stores and like you do a lot of stories of the houses that you're touring or yeah. or selling yeah it's just 
I mean, it's like such a snippet of my life, but I am really passionate about sharing um, still, even though I don't own, the, own the Scout Cat anymore, which everyone should follow, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I'm still passionate about sharing our small community. Definitely. Yeah. So go check her out on, on all those places. Um, awesome. So yeah, that's an episode. Meg Diag, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.